Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. It's the best football time of the year. Hello and welcome to the Build Up uh, on Balls.ie, our weekly look ahead to the sporting weekend in association with Ladbrokes. I'm joined today, as always, by Kevin Doyle to look ahead to the football of the weekend. But it's not just any football, Kevin. It's Christmas football, which makes it 20 times better automatically. I don't know if that's how you felt when you were a player, when you had to play every couple of days. Um, was it something that you almost look back on with uh, uh, trepidation or you know, bad no, memories? I don't. I actually... Um... It's one thing I sort of miss a little bit, which I can't believe I'm saying. It goes around Christmas. There's a di- different atmosphere, first of all, in the stadiums. It's a real good, happy vibe. Um, you know, just everyone's having a bit of fun, enjoying it. It more, seems more like a family day out. Um, and you play loads of games, really, you know, on top of each other. You don't have to train a whole lot, um, <laughs> which I found a good thing. And uh, if you're on a good run and things are going well, it's a great time of year. Um, I, listen, I got used to saying all that to begin with. My first year, a couple of years maybe, I was on my own in England in my first year, I remember, and um, in an apartment on your own at Christmas, training Christmas Day, and, and you know your family, and in my case, family in Ireland, were, were all together having Christmas, whatever, normal family Christmas, and you know I'm in an apartment in Ireland. But you know what, that's the way it is. You get used to it very quickly, and as you get older, obviously my own family and my wife and then have kids and stuff, so it becomes more Christmassy. You get used to training Christmas Day. There's a good atmosphere in the dressing room. The manager's usually got a smile on his face. Um, and yeah, you try and make the most of it. And it is, it's, you know, once you get going and play the games, it's, 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 as I said, I actually, I do miss, I do miss this time of year now um, from a professional's point of view. Yeah, it's funny. I think some of us got a little bit of a look into it in the in the Tottenham um, documentary last year. I don't know if many people uh, watching this will have saw it, but I thought that it was interesting. It did seem like it was almost, you know, it, it's a little, you're still having your Christmas day, but you just go up, up to the training ground for a couple of hours, have a laugh with the lads and run through the match, really. You're not doing anything strenuous. And if it wasn't for poor old Jose's dog dying, I think it would have been a, a lovely day in yeah, general. It is very much like that. The manager will try, listen to it. Depending on, he'll ask, you know, in my case, I remember all the managers will ask, what do you want to do, Chris? Do you want to train in the morning real early, get out of the way, get home with your kids, or do you want to leave it till the afternoon, have your dinner, come in the afternoon? Um, and then I suppose the one thing you look for is hope to have a home game, because if not, you're on a bus on Christmas Day, traveling to a hotel somewhere mm. around the country. That's the negative side of it, I suppose. If you can have a home game, obviously half the teams in the league won't have home games. Um, if you have a home game, it's fine. Managers try to make try to make it as easy as possible for people with families and yeah it's a good happy atmosphere it's the one time of the year i suppose um when no matter where i suppose you are in the league it's it's a good friendly happy smile on people's faces coming into the dressing room as as you know not always the case um again you lose a couple of games over christmas the smile quickly disappears yeah, two places where there might be a smile on the on, on the faces at the moment are at Leicester and Manchester United. And that's the first game on Stevens' Day slash Boxing Day. And it is probably the best game of the entire, uh, I suppose, two-round two window that we're looking forward to over the next week. And um, it is the first one because Leicester are obviously in amazing form as they tend to be every time at this time of year. Uh, beating Spurs at the weekend, you know, quite comfortably. But Manchester United, I, we've had this conversation a number of times, but I have to put it to you again, given what they've been doing, especially in the league recently. But the the kind of the brilliant performance against Leeds in many ways, have they finally turned a corner under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? 
No, I don't think they've turned the corner. I still think we're going to see some um, disappointing results. You know, as you as you are aware, I'm a Man United fan. Um, I was uh, doing the game on on RT, the um, the Leipzig game. You know, you're going to have games like that. Um, you look at just looking at their squad, looking at their bench. It's really, really strong. But to me, I just can't trust their back four. It changes as well a lot. There doesn't seem to be a consistent selection. Um, it looks to me like they never ever do, you know, shape work or defensive work back four ways. It looks like every week you go out and watch them play the Leeds game, for example. It looks like they've never played together before. They're all over the shop week after week. And it's exciting to watch we score. It looks like a team who go out and train every day and play five a side and score goals and training's great and it's lovely. And they play a bit like that. They score loads of goals. Man United fan again after a few years of real, you know, awful games to watch under Van Hal and Mourinho. It's great to see us playing well, scoring goals, exciting to watch them again. But they do look very disorganised. Um, you just can't trust them at the back, I think. You know, some of the goals, the Leipzig game, the Leeds game, you see some of the goals winning really schooled by stuff. Instead, they, they look like they don't know each other. Um, and, and it doesn't help that Solskjaer changes the back four an awful lot. The left back position to me is a big problem. I would play Tellez over Shaw. Shaw just to me i put my hair out looking at him every week he seems to be just positionally a bit suspect fitness wise i know they say he's fit and looking at him for me looking at him as a professional like a professional sport person looking at me he's not fully fit in my opinion um but um yeah listen it's still a positive we're still a game away from being second in the league you know game in hand and i would take this over how we played under Mourinho. i know one of europa league uh but Europa League to Man United um, is pretty much Mickey Mouse, to be honest with you. Um, might be all right for other clubs, but not for Manchester United. Um, mm. But you know what, Sashgar, he plays the right time football, but I'd love him to get a handle on the, the whole back four defensive midfielder situation. That, that to me, just looks looks every week. It doesn't look like it gets any better. It doesn't look like they do any work on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Leicester is a it, it's a, it's a different prospect than Leeds anyway, for sure. They've been really impressive again this year. You always question as to whether to keep it going. Obviously, they did one year, but um, you know it, it fell apart a little bit like after lockdown last year. But at the moment, there's probably no uh, tougher place for United to go. Um, in a couple in a couple of days. Yeah. No. Listen. Fair juice to Leicester. Uh, you know, you're going back to win the win the league. You still don't think they're going to. You know, you still back then saying they're not going to win the league next year. They'll probably be relegated you know it's that type of team and they don't they keep coming back week after week Jamie Vardy keeps going goals you know he's 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 a phenomenal player um athlete um you know to keep doing it year after year when he's been you know questioned I would say for um you know since before they won the league and that team in general and the, and the whole ownership thing there has been questioned and they keep performing Brendan Rodgers you know you wonder how he's going to go when he comes in there fantastic as a manager improved his reputation which you thought um would be difficult for him to do at Leicester but it hasn't been the case you could see him getting a, another crack at you know the so-called top club um but at the moment you know Leicester are in there the way the league is and how crazy it is this year um it wouldn't be as big a surprise and win this year as it was when they won it uh, three or four years ago so um not fair juice to them um they seem to you know and again it's not negative play either you're watching playing it's exciting to Exciting to watch them. You know there's going to be goals. You know um, it's going to be a good game of football. We lose or draw. So uh, as a neutral, for most people, they'd be their team that they'd want to watch. And um, yeah, you know you can't you can't say anything else other than that that they keep confounding me, us, everyone, yeah. and keep going year after year.
Absolutely, yeah, no, they've been fantastic. But uh, there's other games on on uh, Stephen's Day. Obviously, Fulham, Southampton, Villa, Palace, uh, City, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Everton. The rest of the games are on the Sunday, except for Arsenal, Chelsea, which is always a game we look forward to. You know, you always think FA Cup final, whatever it might be. But this just, like Chelsea have been kind of tipping away. They had a couple of bad results, but in general have been doing um, okay, I suppose, under Lampard. They, they had a bit of a blip, but got it back together against West Ham last night. But for Arsenal, it's looking just like it, there was a genuine conversation a match a day about them getting relegated on Saturday. That's how far they fall. And whether, like, I mean, we don't think we're at that stage yet, but the fact that we're even having these conversations just before Christmas, you know, you almost think Arteta isn't going to make New Year's Day unless they somehow manage to win this game. Yeah, and listening to him talk in his interviews, he wouldn't be inspiring your confidence. He Oh, he looks to me like um, a man who's quite lost and he's he's sticking to his beliefs, which you need to do as well. But he's talking about, you know, his interview today was, was a bit rambly and a bit, you know, he was pulling out random, I'm sorry, or random, or random to him, but stats, um, mm-hmm. you know, saying how they should have won this game, this game, this game, this game. Um, you know, there's no point in them doing that every week if they keep losing. They have to find a way to win games. What he's doing at the moment isn't, isn't, isn't um, working. Um, and obviously you can't throw everything he's doing out the window. They did play some nice football earlier in the season. I remember one game against Man United in particular, they played really well. But, you know, they they look, to me, players don't look like they, they like playing for him or, or, or they're not playing for him. They don't look to be putting in a massive amount of effort, you know, in my opinion. But that could be more just in lack of confidence as well. You can't say they're not, you know, it's hard to know from the outside. But just looking, it looks like they're, they're not truly believing in what he wants them to do. And, um, yeah, young manager sort of, newish to manager manager managing a top club you know this is his first experience of serious pressure um doesn't look like he's handling it that well to me anyway um certainly from his interview interview point of view and you tell a lot from the interviews of managers um you know you compare him to someone like carlo ancelotti who's done it all and experienced it all and, mm-hmm. and the different you know uh i suppose interview they give post-match whether they both lose you watch ancelotti and you wouldn't know at times whether last night watch Arteta and you know is it was a bit of a uh was it a Rafa Benitez type interview after the game but, yeah 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 and when you know they've started to crack up when they're when they're going going down that route I know yeah percentages I don't think it's something that our chances of winning and percentages and all that is not what you want to hear you hear your manager talking about when you're on a losing streak but I am interested in a player's view because I was reading an interview with Aidan McGeady, much lower level, obviously, he's talking about Sunderland, but he was saying that, you know, the, like he obviously had his running with the manager. He's now been recalled, but it was like, you know, he knew after 10 days, I think he said that he wasn't going to be the man for the job. Sometimes you're thinking with someone like Arteta, maybe you give him a chance, you let him get through this awkward season. Maybe he learns a little bit. Maybe he turns things around and... Arsenal don't just chop and change, get a new manager, 45 new managers before they find the right person after Wenger. But also, there is maybe a sense of player, and I think you went through this a little bit with Wolves when you had that, I think, five managers in one year. You Not that you're always right, but do is there a sense in the dressing room, a collective sense sometimes, this isn't the right guy? Um, yeah, and it's more like, I suppose, it's, which is even worse, you'll have half the lads who might believe in a manager. Yeah, of course. You know, it's... And, and the new manager have brought in his own player and his own style of play. I remember with, you know, when Mick McCarthy first left Wolves, we had uh, um, Terry Connor first was the manager. But then 
come the summertime, they brought in St- uh, a guy called Stala Solbach, and he's now been, he's just taken over as the Norway manager. He was the Copenhagen manager for a number of years. Um, but he came in and he brought in maybe, he was given money and a budget to sign, you know, and spend big to get us back up to the Premier League. So he brought in a different type of player, and I really liked him. I liked, you know, it was a total contrast, I suppose, to Mick and how he trained and how we were going to play. But we had a, we had 20 Mick McCarthy type players, and he brought in then five or six of his own players. And, you know, a lot of lads would have been, listen, this is what worked before and this is how we play. And, and his point of view, I suppose, more of a European point of view and maybe didn't seem as passionate as Mick. But I think underneath it all, he was. But he just had a different style of management in place. So, you know, it was frustrating for me because I really liked him. And I, I thought we, I thought there was, um, you know, given time, there was a, a positive future for Wolves under him. But, you know, when we were meant to be getting promoted, I think we just slipped out of playoff position just before Christmas. And considering what he'd spent, the chairman felt that was unacceptable um, and sacked him. And, um, you know, and then you had half the squad who had believed in him and thought we were going the right direction, half who didn't. Um, so you had a bit of conflict there in the squad. And then a new manager came in again, who wanted his own players in the new team. Dean Saunders came in and, you know, we didn't, we ended up from being just outside the playoffs and being a disaster um, or seen as a disaster. Um, to actually going through a disaster and having another manager, Dean Saunders, and not winning, I think, for his first 12 games and end up being relegated. So, you know, it's, it's dangerous um, to change too much so soon, too many different managers, which is the route Arsenal might be going down because you have so many different groups of players signed by different managers, all signed for different reasons, and um, ends up being a complete <laughs> SH1T show, <laughs> and, um, which is what happened at Wolves. Um, yeah, see, players do, players, you know, it's. It divides dressing rooms a little bit. Listen, we didn't all fall out or anything like that, but you know, it's it's difficult when some players really believe in a manager and you see other players don't care and don't don't you know don't give a give a crap what he says. So it can it can um yeah, cause division and, and you can sort of see that at Arsenal they've gone through a few managers and think or Man United sort of similar. Um all the managers want to sign their own type of player and have their own ideas and it takes a long time and a lot of trust in a manager to, to pick the right one to give him the time then to come along and, and you know, believe in him for long enough to let him get his own players and own point of view for for it takes a few seasons really, and that's why with the Solskjaer one and I know Tom Arsenal, the Solskjaer one, you know, I, I feel like they've changed so much. You have to stick with him for a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Arteta, I don't know. Solskjaer seems like he's staying sane. Arteta, I don't know if he's going to stay sane long enough. <laughs> Terrible thing to say. Sorry, <laughs> that, but from a managerial point of view, when he's when you hear his interviews, you you worry about um, whether he's going to be there for the long run or not. Yeah. It's funny to think Solskjaer is actually, he was, I think he had his two year anniversary since he took over as a caretaker just the other day, um, which it feels longer, I have to say, um, that that he's been there. So maybe maybe he hasn't been given a fair, a fair crack at the whip. Like, sorry, I know we're going off, we're going off topic in here, but you know, Jurgen Klopp had a long time at Liverpool to get his yeah. right way across. And, and in fairness, though, he did it the right way, and everyone still saw he's a good manager here. He, they weren't winning the league, but you could see a little bit of improvement, a little bit of improvement. But um, he was given a long time. Um, I mean, four years, was it, before he yeah. was challenging for the title or going to win the league? So, uh, and that's what he needed at Liverpool, another club who went through a long, long time of transition, different managers trying everything, and then they stuck with one for a long time. All by got a good one. So, again, it's it's important, obviously, that side of it. And, and with Arsenal, they're gone for an ex- inexperienced manager. Liverpool were getting someone who had been proven in the past, obviously, in Germany. So, uh, Arsenal have taken a bigger, bigger chance with, with Arteta. 
Speaking of Liverpool, just before we go, uh, I don't know, they're, they're obviously in good form, a really, really good win, at, at, um, obviously at the weekend, but even even the week before beating Spurs, that's the kind of run you want going into Christmas. And a Christmas period that, despite a lot of moaning off uh, Jurgen Club, I'm looking at a lot of teams playing every two days here. Liverpool are playing Sunday, Wednesday and Monday. That's a pretty normal week, isn't it? There's nothing really too week, spectacular about that. Not a busy Christmas period, it's just a normal week for them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the one thing with him lately. He's doing a bit more mourning than than we've mm. been used to in the past. Um, and you think he'd be enjoying this season? They've got the you know they've got the monkey off their back of winning the Premier League. It's so long waiting for it. Still in the Champions League, doing well in the league. So I'm surprised he's doing. He's, he's seeming a bit more frustrated this year for whatever reason. Um, although in the last week or two, he seems to have had a smile back on his face and and enjoying things a little bit. But he went through a spell there. Um, Start of December, late November, where it just seems to be giving out by everyone falling out with different managers, like the likes of Chris Wilder. And why is he falling out with the Sheffield Night manager? You know, there's just no need for that. Just move on. So, um, no, they seem to have got it back on track again. They're to win the weekend, playing really good football again. So, um, that should help them cheer up. Absolutely, yeah. Well, there's lots of football to come over the next few days after Christmas. Um, as you're in the house with the family, there's basically a game on all the time <laughs> between now and New Year's Day. Uh, so enjoy it if you're watching all of it, Kevin. We might catch up next week and kind of see how it's going halfway through. Um, of course, if you're having a bet on any of the games or anything like that over the course of Christmas, please do gamble responsibly and visit the Louis.net for more information. And we'll be back with more build-up soon. Take it easy. Cheers, mate.